In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Lord, as we come before you this evening and just have this chance to, to rest in your presence and to give thanks for the blessings we've received, to talk with you about our plan for, for discipleship, for growing in relationship with you, uh, we can reflect a little bit tonight on how we grow in this relationship, which is prayer. Uh, prayer is, is how we grow in relationship with God, and it's the stuff of our relationship with God. And if we, um, if we say that we're trying to grow in holiness, one of the fundamental aspects of that should be growing in prayer and just even taking this time tonight to uh, be with our Lord, to take a half hour out of our schedule. We've done our studying, some socializing. We've had a busy day. We've been to the club fair, spent a lot of time in the sun, spent a lot, and now we're going to go socialize and for those that are extroverted, that's great. We're going to have like 50 people and wonderful. And for those of us that are introverted, oh man, <laughs> we're gearing up for a long night. But it'll be like, Lord, this is the fruit that you bear. And this is uh, incredible. And so we need to ask you to teach us how to pray. St. Luke tells us that Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he had finished one of his disciples, we don't know which one, but one of his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. Domine doce nos orare. Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And that's the same prayer we should make when we go to our Lord. Lord, teach us. Teach us how to pray. John taught his disciples. People teach their disciples how to do different things. And, you know, the primary relationship that Christ our Lord has is his relationship to the Father. And so, Lord, teach us. Teach us how to pray. We want to learn from you. We want to get better at prayer. Prayer isn't just something that like, all right, I know how to say the words, right? Say a few our fathers, a few Hail Marys, whatever. I know how to say the words. And so that's prayer. It's kind of boring. I don't really like it. Or, you know, um, just got to sit alone in a church and try to stay silent and not fidget and not play with my phone. And that's prayer. Like, no, there's, there's a depth to prayer. Prayer is more than any of those things. Prayer is relationship. And if we're seriously setting out on the life of discipleship, then we set out on this life of relationship. Lord, teach us. Teach us how to pray. Prayer is a, a dynamic relationship. It's a relationship with God. It's our conversation with our friend Jesus. And so we could talk to you about all the things we, we talk to our friends about. We just bring it to you in, in good conversation. And like with any friendship, like with any relationship, it's, it could be a bit of a, a roller coaster at times. There's, there's ups and downs. Um, Pope Francis, we're going to quote Pope Francis a little bit tonight. Pope Francis, in his letter, his letter to young people, Christus Vivit, which is an apostolic exhortation, um, specifically addressed to young people. The Pope says, with a friend, we can speak and share our deepest secrets. 
with Jesus too. We can always have a conversation. Prayer is both a challenge and an adventure. And what an adventure it is. Gradually, Jesus makes us appreciate his grandeur and draw nearer to him. Prayer enables us to share with him every aspect of our lives and to rest confidently in his embrace. Prayer is a challenge and prayer is an adventure. Now, as a challenge, our prayer is something that it it forces us to grow. That prayer is a, a relationship in which we grow. And so as a challenge, it's not something that I'm feeling a little challenged and so I I quit or it's difficult. I have a friend going for a root canal tomorrow and uh, he's not looking forward to it. And so naturally I'm being a really good friend and I'm saying like, it's terrible. Everyone I've ever talked to hates root canals. They're the worst. You're gonna be in a lot of pain. There's a clip from a, a television show where one of the characters got a root canal and her mouth is all numb and she's clearly miserable. And so I sent that to him just to really, you know, get him all fired up for his root canal. Um, root canal is a challenge. And personally, it's a challenge I'd rather avoid. Um, but prayer is not that type of a challenge. Prayer is a challenge where, like some of our guys undertaking the, the challenge of doing 100 push-ups a day. Like, that's great. That, that's, a, that's a good challenge. And it's something that maybe the first day you only do um, four or five or 10 or 20 I did a certain undisclosed amount of push-ups when I decided to enter into this challenge. And then the next morning, I went to go do more because, you know, if you want to exercise, do it every day. And my, my arms were so um, numb that I, I literally I put my hands on the ground and I fell straight on my face. Like, they, <laughs> they, they couldn't hold up anything. Um, but that's a good challenge, right? That's the type of challenge that prayer is where maybe we fail May we exert ourselves. Maybe, Lord, I spend a lot of time talking to you. And then, like, the next day I go to talk to you and, boom, I fall on my face. Um, and I just got nothing left. Okay. But it's a challenge. It's worth, it's worth growing in. It's worth deepening this relationship. And, and, Lord, that's good. Like, we want that. Anything that's cheap that you can know right away is actually not, um, it's not worth it. Like there's something that it's a cheap relationship if you could just know it and be done with it. I often, you know, for me to reread a book, it has to be a really good book. Like it has to be a really deep, good book. Most books I read and I'm like, all right, that was good. Got to this good ending and, and move on, right? It's, I've got it. I get the point. Hunger Games, like overthrow the dystopian dictator, okay, like I get it, spoilers, right, um, you know, but if it's a really good book, you can go back and you can reread it, and it's not just a, a cheap novel, I'm not calling Hunger Games a cheap novel, it's pretty good, but it, it's not just cheap, right, it's no, I, I can go back, and I can, I can re-engage it, I can deepen my, my encounter with it, I'm trying to reread now for the third time The Lord of the Rings, because it's more than just a cheap fantasy novel. Like it's actually, there's depth, there's literature, there's so much, there's, there's Catholic symbolism that is intentional and some of it very unintentional because it's very deep and you can learn more. And, and even infinitely more than that is sacred scripture that we can always go back. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I read John's gospel. It was okay. I'm moving on now. Like, no, we go back to scripture and we can read it again and again. It's a challenge. It's something that we deepen our relationship with. And it's an adventure. Like real prayer 
is an adventure. We, we go along for the ride. We don't know. Maybe we don't know where this is going to end up. Like, Lord, any, any time we start talking to you, we have no idea where it's going to end up. It could literally go anywhere. Any one, not even like a half hour or an hour, like any minute spent talking to Jesus, anything can happen. Like, Lord, you can literally inspire in our hearts anything to happen. And in that one moment, in that one prayer, our entire life can change. The whole course of our life can change because of just one minute of prayer. Like, what an adventure that is. And as we get to know our friend Jesus, we, we deepen our relationship with him. We get to know him in a better way. We, we talk to him. Uh, we, we grow in friendship. The only way to grow in friendship with another person is to talk to them, uh, to get to know them better. And that's what we do when we pray. Prayer is not about just getting really good at reciting formulas or just sitting still in the chapel. Prayer is about getting to know Jesus. Just get to know him. Talk to him. Right? We, we can read about him. Like we could read the, there's four very good biographies about the life of Jesus. They're called the Gospels. They're really good. And you should read them. But like, don't just read about Jesus. Like we actually come here, Lord, to talk to you. To talk to you about you. To get to know you better. As we grow in friendship. To get to know someone better. Just to talk. All right. Like tell, Jesus, tell me about that. Right? When you... Um, when your apostles, whoever this one disciple was, because again, sometimes like the apostles came and said to Jesus, well, here's this one person who's like, Lord, teach me to pray. Teach us all to pray the way John taught his disciples, right? And Jesus does. He, he teaches. Well, what was that like? Were you waiting for that question? Were you praying and like, yeah, they're going to ask me. Like, they're going to ask me to teach them. Like, well, what's that like? And so we grow in friendship. And if we, friendship requires communication. It requires that regular contact. I'm sure I've shared the story about my friend from the Archdiocese of Dubuque, uh, who we, we made an agreement when we left seminary that we had to talk at least every six months, three to six months, but probably it's been extended out to at least every six months, in order to stay friends. Like, in order to stay friends, we have to talk to each other at least every three to six months, because otherwise it just gets so much to say like, yeah, like in six months, all these things have, like, I don't want to catch you up on my life. Like, I don't, I don't remember what I had for breakfast three days ago. How am I going to tell a friend what happened to me five months ago, right? And there's so much that you miss. So we got to stay in regular communication. We didn't do that. We stopped talking for a while. Um, he took me off of his Christmas card list as an insult because we stopped talking. And then we reconnected at Seek and became friends again. And we're trying. Then he decides, of course, to make his you know, three monthly call at like 11 o'clock at night and thinks that that counts and wakes me up. Um, so uh, that happens. But that's like, it's a, you got to stay in regular communication. Well, all the more so with our Lord, right? All the more so with our Lord. We got to stay in regular communication. Like we have, to, we have to talk to Jesus frequently. Particularly now that we're in the middle of a school year, most of us see each other almost every day. Right? We see each other almost every day or every couple of days. And maybe it'll happen around Thanksgiving break or around Christmas break that we won't see each other for a while. And like, like I, miss the, I miss talking to you every day. Like, I, I miss you. We're, we build this relationship, this friendship. And then when it goes away for even a week, it's like, oh, I really miss. 
And I miss hanging out. I miss playing playing football with Joe and Simon. I I miss, you know, hanging out and being yelled at by Eliza. I miss, um, you know, Daniel and Cole just being so dependable. I just miss all the guys. I miss the girls. I miss everyone. We miss 5F. We miss it when it's gone. Okay. Um, do we feel that with our Lord? Like if we, if we haven't prayed in a week, like if we haven't had, Lord, if we haven't actually talked to you since we were here last week, did we miss you? Did we miss that conversation? Well, ideally, if we're growing in friendship, we do, right? We, we actually, like, I need to talk to our Lord. I'm impressed by certain people that live uh, long distance relationships, right? And it's like, I, okay, this person that I'm dating is calling. I need to take their call. We're gonna make a priority. We're gonna talk every day. And so our prayer with Christ, it's not just, again, here in the chapel, it's not just vocal prayers, there's different types of prayers. There's different ways that we pray. And just like with our friends, there's different times and ways that we live our friendship. So too with our Lord, there's different ways that we live this relationship of prayer. There's not just one type of prayer. There's all kinds of prayers. And so we could talk about a few of them. Um, The most important, the most important is no matter what your love language is, with Christ, it's quality time, right? With our Lord, you need quality time just to spend time with our Lord. To spend time with him one-on-one, just to be here. There's other ways that we'll talk about that we stay in regular communication with our Lord, but just to have that quality time with him. And that can be called um, a couple of different things. To take the time for prayer, right, to actually have conversation with our Lord is what we call mental prayer. It's just mental prayer or meditation. It's, it's not anything crazy. It's just to spend time with our Lord and to talk with him, just to be with him, to, to, have, to have good conversation. Pope Francis, there's a really cool apostolic exhortation that he wrote um, called Gaudete et Exultate, right? On the call to holiness in today's world. So it's Pope Francis wrote this whole thing, it's about 100 pages, all about holiness, all about growing in holiness. And he um, talks about a few different elements of prayer, and here he says, you know, for us to grow in our, our relationship, for us to attach our heart to God. For this to happen, some moments spent alone with God are necessary. Some moments just spent alone with God are necessary. Saint Teresa of Avila, for St. Teresa of Avila, prayer is nothing but friendly intercourse and frequent solitary converse with him who we know loves us. St. Teresa of Avila, right? Prayer is nothing other than just friendly conversation, solitary, you know, alone, one-on-one, having a one-on-one with Jesus, talking to him, just, Lord, here's what I can talk to you about. Here's what's on my heart. This one-on-one conversation. Pope Francis goes on, I would insist that this is true not only for the privileged few, but for all of us. We all have need of this silence filled with the presence of him who is adored. We all need this one-on-one conversation with Christ for some amount of time every day. Every day we need this time for for this mental prayer, for our one-on-one conversation. Telling Jesus what's on my heart, telling what's on my mind. We may say, well, I don't don't know how to pray. Okay, tell Jesus that. Just come come right here into the chapel. Anytime the Catholic Center is open, come right here into the chapel and just say, Lord, I don't even know how to pray. Great. As soon as you've done that, you've started. 
You've already started praying because it's just conversation. Conversation with our Lord. Jesus, teach me how to have that good conversation with you. I'm really bad at times at conversing with our Lord. Like, I'm really bad. And particularly right here in this very chapel, like, I'll be here. And Lord, I come to talk to you. And then I'm distracted. <laughs> and I'm going to, I got a piece of paper here. And I'm going to just make a plan for the rest of the day. And oh, hey, somebody texted me. Let me respond to it, right? If we, like, we should picture what does it look like if I'm actually having a one-on-one conversation with someone else. And, you know, while we're talking, I'm going to make my plan for the rest of the day. And someone texted me, so I'm just going to respond right away. And then while I'm on my phone anyway, let me check what's going on in the news. I'll check my email too. I'll check what's going on. I'll check all these other things. I'm playing on my phone. And oh, somebody made a move in a chess match. So I'll, I'll do that. I better just get it done now. Like, Lord, you don't mind, right? Like, come on, Father Casey, you came to have a conversation. We're, at, we're supposed to be talking here. What are you doing playing on your phone the whole time? Um, I had a wonderful occasion for a priest friend to correct me this summer who we were there, we were sitting and talking and I, um, I was using my phone a whole lot, right? I was just, I was on my phone and I wasn't meaning to be texting and emailing, but I did, of course. And even like we were, he referenced a book and I like pulled it up and I was like looking at the book and looking at the price on Amazon. And he said, hey, enough with the phone. Just, just put the phone away. I think our Lord needs to say that sometimes to us when we go to pray. Like, hey, I'm talking to you. I'm here. This is a conversation. Forget about the phone. Well, yeah, but Jesus, I just saw about this great book I could read about. Okay, stop. Forget it. I'll remind you about it later. Like, if it's that important, I'll remind you later. Right now, this is our conversation. Mental prayer. Just conversation with our Lord. And then mental prayer can give way and should give way at times in love to contemplation. Where... We don't have to say anything. We could just be there. Like when we really love someone and we want to spend time with them, when we want to spend time with them, we don't have to say anything. We, we're not distracted, but we can just, Lord, I could just sit here. I could just be, I just want to be with you. Like I just, I feel safe around you. I feel loved around you. I know you love me. And so I don't need to say anything. I don't need to do anything. But the love has deepened to the point that I can just sit here with you. I can just be with you. And we don't have to talk about anything at all. We just, the silence, that, that silence of love. Our conversation gives way to this contemplative just being, just being in the presence of our Lord. So we, we need to make time for that. We need to make time for this mental prayer that then flows into contemplation every single day. If we really want to remain in love with Christ, then we have to pray every day to have this time for dedicated prayer, dedicated conversation with our Lord. All the more so, preferably here in his presence. Lord, you're, you're present among us in the most blessed sacrament. But don't let not being able to get into the chapel or get into the church stop you from praying. Uh, the other day, I'll, I'll admit, I was a little weak. It was pouring and I wanted to pray. And I also didn't want to get soaking wet. So I'm like, all right, Lord, like, you love me. And I could talk to you anywhere. So I'm going to stay in my living room right now. So I don't, um, so I don't get soaked on the way over to the church. Okay. Like, Lord, I could talk to you in my living room. It's better. Lord, you're here, present among us. It's better to be in your presence in the Eucharist. But that shouldn't stop us. We could pray anywhere. We could pray anywhere, anytime. 
Lord, I, I know that you see me. We say that opening prayer before our meditation. My Lord and my God, no matter where we are, my Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you're here because you see me and you see me and that you hear me. Right? This time of prayer isn't just me sitting around like, Jesus, you see me. You actually hear me. As I'm speaking right now, Lord, you hear me. And I, each of us, as we're speaking in our hearts to our Lord, Jesus, you actually hear me. Like you really hear me. When you meet a celebrity or if you're in the presence of a celebrity or, you know, on a contrary way, this may happen like at baseball games with a huge crowd and you try to like shout something so that the person hears you. Like if, if a major, so let's say the Pope were to come to Connecticut and I were trying to get, and I would just say like, Santo Padre, right? And just shout. And the Pope like turns, it's like clear that he heard me. Yeah, the Pope heard my voice. That's pretty awesome. Well, Jesus, you hear my voice every time I pray. And you're a bigger celebrity than the Pope. You're God. And you see me. You actually see me. You look at me. You make eye contact. You hear me. No matter where I am. And so we have that time. That time for mental prayer. Then, uh, as relationships go out, like, there may be times when we're not personally, physically present to someone. But we may call them to check in. Right? How's it going? Just, just want to call you. Say hi. And that may be throughout the day as we're doing our other business. Usually we make phone calls as we're maybe going for a walk or something. And so maybe throughout the day we go for a walk and we pray part of the rosary. Or we um, just spend a little bit of time just checking in with our Lord. That's like a phone call. It's not a dedicated time. But Jesus, I'm just checking in with you. Just having a little bit of chance to, to talk to you as I'm going about my day. Uh, I have a kind of Sunday routine if I'm going to someone's house or whatever, I'll, I, I have one particular friend that I'll call on Sunday afternoon. Like, and he knows I call him. And he said, this is kind of like a routine. Like, well, you're driving and you call and you only want to talk to me for as long as you're in the car. Because <laughs> then you got to go somewhere else. But it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's the thing. Like, I'm in the car and I start calling with Bluetooth people that um, I want to talk to. Well, that's with our Lord. If we're driving, and maybe I'm going to pray a little part of the rosary. Because, Lord, I'm here in the car. I've got a little time. We were talking in person earlier today. And... Now I just want to have this extended conversation. I want to check in. Hey, Jesus, you know, today, since we talked this morning and before we talk again this evening, uh, this came up today. Just want to tell you about it. Like, I just want to tell you about it. I don't, I don't even need a solution. I just, I had this really cool thing. Like, I just want to tell you about that. Do we ever just tell God the cool thing? Like, he knows. Okay, duh. But who cares? I'm going to tell you anyway, because this was awesome. Lord, I just want to share that with you. And so that's when we say prayers. As we go throughout the day, just these little things, right? These little times where we just check back in. That's like making a phone call to someone. And then even more, we may text, you know, we're always texting. Oh, I'm always texting. I don't know about all you, but I'm always texting, right? It's, um, and that's like little aspirations. We could say just little things. So we have um, some little good phrases, right? Just Jesus, I love you is the easiest one, right? And it could just be a little text that we, we send out every, every, you know, couple minutes, every hour. Jesus, I love you. Just a reminder. Just want to let you know. Just texting you to let you know. I love you. Hey, and our Lord, just through the inspirations of our heart, could text me, I love you too. Like, hey, Father Casey, I love you. Great, thank you. I don't get a lot of texts to say, Father Casey, I love you, right? So it's nice. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Lord. Father Casey, I love you. Great. Hey, Jesus, how's it going today? Right? Little aspirations. Just little check-in texts. Um, Lord, help me. I've got something going on. Lord, Lord, help me with this. Right? Little, little, it's not a big conversation. It's a text. Lord, help me. Um, Lord, I love you. 
you know? I'm sorry. Oh, man, I just messed up with that. Okay, I'm sorry. Just a little text. Don't, don't let it wait for the conversation. Just send the text to our Lord. That's our, our little aspirations. And then as we want to grow in this relationship with prayer, this, this, this challenge and this adventure of prayer, as we try to grow in prayer, we should really, you know, there's some practical things that we can do to get better at prayer. Prayer is not a technique. Prayer is not like, oh, if I just get the right technique, right? Like if I put my arms in the right spot for a push-up, it's anywhere between like here and here and here, like whatever. Like there's a certain technique, um, if you're really boss, you do them on your knuckles, um, right? But there's a good technique to a good, a good push-up. Well, prayer is not a technique that if we just like, oh, I get the right technique. There's some things that can help us, but it's a relationship, right? It's, it's about relationship. It's about conversation. But there's still some practical advice. The first is, and I've got just four here. Um, the first is to kind of make a plan. Like, Lord, in this time of conversation in particular, like, what do I want to talk to you about? Look here for this meditation. Like I've got, here's everything I want to talk to Jesus about today. I've got a little plan. If I go into a meeting with the archbishop, uh, the archbishop's busy. He's got a lot going on, right? And I may only have like 10, 15 minutes and there's a lot of things I want to say. And so when I go into a meeting with with the archbishop, I I got a plan. Got some stuff written down in my phone or in my head. I've kind of gone over like three or four times. I remember as chaplain, I meet with our focus team director every week for a one-on-one. And I always thought it was a very organic conversation. I'm into organic. Let's just free flowing. It's just friendship. And I remember after meeting with one of our past team directors for two years, um, I see her like looking at, I'm like, all right, like we're like wrapping up, but you know, anything else? And, and she looks at her phone and I said, what are you looking at your phone for? Sarah, I'm looking at my notes for the meeting. I said, you, you made notes for our meeting? I thought this was organic. She's like, no, Father Casey, I've had notes for our meeting for two years, every time we meet, because I know we have to accomplish stuff and stay on track. You just never noticed me looking at them before, right? <laughs> okay, like, uh, we have notes for them. Well, Jesus, like, I may only have 10 minutes today to talk to you. I'm going to be rushing in and out. But before I come, I'm going to make one or two notes. Here's the things we need to talk about today. Here's the stuff that's on my mind. So I'm sure that I can bring these important things to you. I don't get distracted. I don't get lost. I want to bring this stuff to you, Lord. Here's what's on my mind. The second practical point, besides having a plan, is to actually show up, right? To actually, if you want to if you want to pray, take the time. Like, make the time. Actually show up. And not just physically showing up, because uh, we could physically be in the church all we want. I remember one of my first spiritual directors, uh, I was at this time making a daily holy hour for a couple of years. And he said, all right, tell me what happens in your prayer. Like, what's going on? What's happening when you pray? And so I pray. I go into the church. I kneel down and I pray. He said, okay, well, like, tell me more about that. Like, what's, what's happening? I'm like, well, you know, I pray. I, I just, I pray. Well, what, what do you say? What does Jesus say? What's going on? I'm like, I don't know. I pray. And I realized that no matter how much time I spent sitting or kneeling in the chapel, I wasn't actually praying if, I, if I'm not showing up and actually being able to say, oh, Jesus and I talked about this today. And we talked about that today. And here's the stuff on my heart. And I brought that to the Lord. And these are the consolations. This is what I felt. This is what I thought. Here's kind of the response I found in scripture. So to actually show up, not just say I'm physically in the space. Okay, fine, whatever. You can sit in here and play on your phone. I've done that once or twice, right? But no, show up, actually pray. Jesus, you're here. And so I don't want to ignore you. So to mentally show up, not just physically, but mentally. And that brings us to our third point, which is to have some way of just focusing, right? 
to put away distractions. Be a really good thing to like leave our phones in the other room. Leave anything that may distract us in the other room. Just bring a little, bring the Bible, right? Bring a little piece of paper of the stuff we want to talk about and to focus, to come back to you, to bring our attention to you, Lord, right? This is a conversation. So I want to, I need to focus on you and not be so distracted. And then the fourth is just after we're done praying, like after this good time of prayer, what are some resolutions? We're going to pray in a second as we finish up. I thank you, Lord, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations. But resolutions, like, all right, what's, what's going to happen from this prayer? Where are we going to go? Like, what are, what's going to, how am I going to live a little differently? And so even just in this time of prayer, this short time of prayer, like, Lord, what's going to look different? Talk to you for this half hour about prayer, about growing in prayer. And so how's my, how, does, how does anything change? Does anything change on account of this conversation you and I just had? Anything at all? Am I going to try to be a little bit more attentive to this time of quiet? Am I going to try to make the time and to schedule it? That's the last practical point. I know I said four, but five is, um, is to actually, we got to make the time, right? We, we make the time and, um, and we set it as an important thing. I was listening to a podcast and the, the person being interviewed said like, look, if like, if the Pope... Again, we use the Pope as the example. If the Pope said like, hey, we need to meet at 6.30 tomorrow morning, right? We need to, we got to have a meeting, 6.30 tomorrow morning. I'm going to call you. I'm the Pope and I'm on European time. So I'm going to call you. It's going to be 6.30 in the morning. Like, dang it. I would be up and ready to talk to the Pope at 6.30. Jesus, if tomorrow, because I'm going to have such a busy day, the only time I could talk to you is 6.30 in the morning or 6 o'clock in the morning or 5 o'clock in the morning. Like, you're God. You're that important to me. And so I'm going to make that time of priority to prioritize my time with you, Lord. Even if it's only 10 or 15 minutes, it's a priority. So, Lord, this is how you want us to pray. Teach us to pray, right? Prayer is an adventure. It's a lifelong adventure. We always have to keep growing in prayer. So teach us to pray. Teach us to have this conversation and this relationship with you. Prayer is the breathing of our soul. If we're not breathing, we're dead, right? We, we de- if any one of you stops breathing tonight, like, you're, you're going to, I'll assume you're dead and Evelyn will give you CPR, right? EMS Evelyn. Um, but like, no, it, um, if we don't pray with our souls, are we, are we shocked that there may be a little dead because we're not breathing anymore? We're not having that conversation with Christ. And so Lord, teach us to pray. Help us to grow in prayer. Mary, intercede for us. So in all of our prayer, you, the model of prayer and the mother of prayer can teach us how to have this conversation with your son and to grow more and more in love with him. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help and put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Holy Mary, hope seat of wisdom, handmaid of the Lord, pray for us.